Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Another weekend edition of the show here, and it is your chance today... To give us your feedback on all sorts of things because it was a very busy weekend. Quite frankly, too busy for me to even begin to cover all of it. Dave as well. Just too much stuff going on. Super J Cup. Smackdown. UFC. Final pay-per-view of the year, by the way. Triple Mania. The Impact Wrestling pay-per-view. New Japan in Budokan. Tomorrow is Raw. Wednesday, AEW and NXT. Friday, SmackDown's moving FS1 for a week. Christmas is coming for crying out loud. There is a lot to talk about. I watched the J-Cup. I watched SmackDown. I'm pretty sure Mike at least watched the main event of UFC, maybe the whole show. We talked a lot about Triple Mania yesterday. I saw the impact angle that they did with Kenny Omega and Don Callis. That was something else. New Japan and Budokan, we have the... Winner of the tag team tournament and the singles tournament. And that actually plays into the J-Cup and into the Tokyo Dome. So we can talk about all of that and so much more. So we're going to start with text messages. 425-780-7566. Later we'll move to phone calls, but don't bother calling now. I'll tell you when the phone lines open up. You can always email me, Brian, at WrestlingObserver.com. I am at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. And Mike is at SemperVivi. So... When we come back, we'll talk about the highlights of the J-Cup, the lowlights of the SmackDown show. Mike will talk about the main event of UFC, and we will just go from there. So, very exciting day here on the program. Of course, twitch.tv slash F4W video. You can ask your questions there as well, and that's the plan. So stick around, everybody. Back in a moment, we shall kick it off Wrestling Observer Live.
the number one gift in this stressful year? Relaxation from Homedics, now at up to 30% off. Soothing stress for over 35 years, Homedics is the top home massage products brand with gifts for every aching muscle on your list. With select items up to 30% off and free shipping on orders over $50, holiday supplies won't last. Shop now at homedics.com. The perfectly relaxing, perfectly giftable gift is at homedics.com and major retailers everywhere. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health Health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts, and we give you a 10 day money back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk free, guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800 472 5145. 800 472 5145. That's 800 472 5145. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Hey, the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Well, look at the feedback here. There's so much to talk about. As we noted in the opening segment, Super J-Cup, SmackDown, UFC, Triple Mania, Impact Wrestling Pay-Per-View, New Japan Budokan, Raw tomorrow, AWNXT on Wednesday, Tokyo Dome. But what are my emails? What's in my email bin? Because that's what's going to determine what we talk about. Everybody ready to get mad? Well, yes. what everybody's talking about here is SmackDown and Keith Lee. SmackDown sucked, everybody. 
it I almost dropped an F bomb here. It freaking sucked. This show, this SmackDown show for a while there was good. Because as we talked about, all a show needs is a few things. It doesn't need to be good from start to finish. But you add the Mysterio family, you add Bailey and Sasha as tag team champions, you add Roman Reigns and Jey Uso, you had three things that were like all good. And let's look where we are now. The Rey Mysterio storyline went off the rails when the Mysterios started acting heelish, and now they're feuding with Baron Corbin and the Knights of the Lone Wolf, which doesn't even make any sense. I think they did that just to bother me. They broke up Bailey and Sasha. They feuded them as quickly as possible, and now we've moved on. And Bailey is feuding with the EST of SmackDown. That doesn't even make any sense anymore. They're having a horrible feud. Bailey just got beaten in three minutes via submission by Natty last week. Why am I supposed to care about this? That's off the rails. Sasha's feuding with Carmella, the most unlikable feud I've ever seen in my life. And literally the only thing we have left on this show of any value is Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. You're right over there, Mike. Mike's already taking his clothes off. Or putting more clothes on, actually. I'm, I'm hiding right now. I'm oh, you better, of... you better get out of the way. This SmackDown was so horrible. Let me tell you something, everybody. It opens up with a contract signing because Carmella and Sasha are going to have a match at TLC. They do this big rigmarole. Sasha is so, I can't say the word, heelish. I'll just say that. Carmella finally has her courier deliver the contract. Sasha signs it. And literally, they sign a contract for the pay-per-view. And in the same segment, Sasha says, let's just fight for the title tonight. Carmella says, okay. Apparently now we don't have to sign a contract for a title match. It just happens later. We have a Montez Ford-Dolph Ziggler match where in the middle of the match, they just start playing the Street Profits music, they get in the ring and start dancing, and they start sh shooting solo cups into the air. We go to commercial, they come back and they're wrestling again. Sammy faces Big E in a non-title match. God forbid Big E beats Sammy and set up a title match. Instead, Sammy runs outside, he goes under the ring, this lunkhead Big E follows him under the ring. Apparently he gets stuck. Sammy comes out the other side. He gets in the ring. He wins by count out. In 2020, that was your finish. Bailey does a promo. And Bianca shows up and tells her all of the ways that she's better than Bailey. This leads to Bailey walking off. I couldn't possibly care less about this feud. An appalling Carmella promo. Literally... Women's evolution is out the window. Carmella's gimmick is that she sucks, but she is sexy as hell. Those are her words. Don't yell at me. Kevin Owens does a promo. This was good. It led to Roman Reigns beating him up and telling Kevin Owens' children to tell their father to just, like, get out of here. Or he's going to have to kill this poor guy or something. That was, like, the only good thing on the show, but I can't even praise because everything else sucked. Billy Kay is now teaming with Natty. They broke up Billy and Peyton. So that they could each they could each team with somebody else that they don't want to team with. Like, are we just being jerks for the sake of it? I know the answer, don't tell me. They have a match, it goes like a minute. 
Billy is so beyond terrible, but she's not being sent back for more seasoning. She's just apparently fine on television. Riot Squad beats her, and her and Natty can't get along. It's the first time they've teamed. Chad and Otis are together. Chad is supposed to be training Otis to get better. So they go in the ring. Otis is doing great. Chad says, hey, tag me in. Otis tags him in. Chad immediately gets pinned. Chad then explained, when I said tag me in, I didn't really mean it. I'm trying to teach you something here. They're losers. They're geeks. The trainer is a bigger geek than the guy he's training. That's the storyline. And then, of course, we had Corbin uniting himself as a lone wolf with two other men. And then finally, Sasha and Carmel have a match. And they're doing this match. And they end up outside. Sasha has her finish on. And Carmel's dude pulls Sasha out of the ring. Sasha chases him. She beat him up in the opening segment, but he was fine later, by the way. Just because. She gets back in the ring, and she's so mad that she starts stomping on Carmella in the corner, and it's a DQ. The announcers tell us she was totally out of control. I saw it with my own two eyes. She wasn't. She just stomped on her in the corner, and it was a DQ. The champion got DQ'd in the title match that she issued the challenge for. Which, by the way, this idiot Corey Graves opens a thing and says, what's his line here? He says, Sasha was manipulated into this match tonight. I was like, she made the challenge! What are you talking about, bro? And then Carmella breaks a bottle over Sasha's back as the show goes off the air. The dirt worst. Just the worst. On a weekend where I watched a whole Super J Cup with not one cruddy finish, I watched AEW, not one crappy finish there. Mike watched Triple Mania. I mean, it's already all tra- crappy finishes, but that's another story entirely. Maybe it was, and you can tell me. I mean, it's 2020. These finishes are so awful. It's not even like there's one per show. It's like every finish is awful, except for the one featuring Billy Kay, who they don't care about, and they just beat her, and it's over with. A wretched show. I know you didn't see it, Mike. I didn't. From how it sounds, is I won't be going back to the DVR and checking it out either. Um, don't they own the rights to the Wolfpack and the Wolfpack theme music from the NWO? Is that something they got as part of the WCW deal? Why have him be the lone wolf right now? If he's the king and he's got you know some wolves around him, why doesn't he have a Wolfpack? Why is it so I mean, stupid hey, dude, where it's the... If you want to troll people, Baron Corbin should run the new Wolfpack. Yeah. Everybody remembers the Wolfpack from their childhood, the offshoot of the NWO, but today it's the Forgotten Sons and Baron Corbin. That's some heat for you. But they can't figure this out. Instead, he's it's the Knights of the Lone Wolf. Okay. I realize it's like it's not nitpicking everybody. It doesn't matter, but it's ridiculous. Maybe you I, and Tom can skip this show on Tuesday. I may Maybe have you, to. Or Monday. You could skip over that, and I'm sure he watched the UFC show. You are, I'm sure, going to watch the main event with everybody telling you about it, including me. So maybe you can, like, just watch some word of the main card, and you guys can do that instead of SmackDown, because it may kill you if you have to talk about I it I feel again. better after I bury it. I feel terrible when I'm watching it by myself. I don't sit here and yell in, under the TV screen. I just It gets all pent up inside of me. My blood pressure rises. Then I come on this show, I erupt like a volcano, and everything's great. I cool off afterwards. And mm. if you think that I'm going to start watching SmackDown, and if it sucks, I'm not going to make Filthy watch it? Well, that's not fair. 
Well, I thought Filthy was watching it mostly just to troll you anyway at this point. Oh, well, now I'm trolling him by making him watch this show. This was a bad television program, everybody. And next week, they move to FS1. So next week's probably going to be the week where in total viewers, in 18 to 49, and probably every demo except 50+, plus, AEW is going to beat SmackDown. And then Drum. everybody's going to go crazy on my timeline and be all dumb, and and then I'll have a Merry Christmas. But, yes. When we come back, everybody, we'll talk about all these dudes that apparently need some extra training because they don't know how to work. Meanwhile, SmackDown is headlined by Carmella. And, and we'll be right back. Observer Live. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855 855-715-5721. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. 
Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Allow me for a moment, Mike, again. Yes. You'll get your shot here in a moment. Go ahead. It's your show. Many, many years ago, I would say that I was... I'd been wrestling for maybe two or three years. Officially. Unofficially. Well over a decade. But anyway, I was having this show, and it was in Oregon... And I had to wrestle this luchador who spoke no English. And I just felt, to be fair, I should speak no Spanish. (laughs) We didn't speak the same language. So he told me, mover, move. No mover, don't move. That was how we built this entire match. It's like we had a couple of spots, and then that's all we could say to each other was either move or don't move. And even though we worked a totally different style and we didn't speak the same language, I'm not going to say like it was a great match or anything like that, but everything worked out fine. We did a match. Everybody was happy. Blah, 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 blah. I realize that there are things that Keith Lee doesn't do great, okay? But I have seen Keith Lee have many great matches. Now, obviously, when he had those great matches, he wasn't working a WWE main event heavyweight style. Because you know what? That's not his forte. It's not my company. If Vince decides there's one way that this Keith Lee needs to work, and it's the same way that everybody else works at his size, and he doesn't know how to do it, so he needs to learn how to work, whatever. It's not my company. I feel that given that I have seen... Keith Lee have very good matches with all sorts of different people. Given that everybody who's ever wrestled, I shouldn't say everybody, anybody who's any good that has ever wrestled has been able to have a good match with somebody that didn't work the style that they're used to. It seems to me like you should be able to make this work with Keith Lee. Otis. I loved Otis. I was a huge fan of Otis. No, Otis doesn't work a classic WWE style. Otis did things that I couldn't believe he got away with. His gimmick is he's a big, huge, fat guy. And do not get on me for fat shaming or anything. That's his gimmick. He deliberately rubbed his belly and shook it. He would go out there and, yes, he's not The Rock. He's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. But he'd get in there and he'd run dudes over, and then they'd get a little heat on him, and he had a great face, and then he'd fire up, and he'd start dancing, he'd shake his gut, and then, remember when he used to get ready for the caterpillar, and he'd start going, and he would slap his chest as he backed up to the corner, and the fans would go, and they'd clap along with it? It was awesome! Have you watched Otis lately? Uh, Bro, you can't do this anymore not allowed now you just look around and you start backing up to the corner the th- we'll turn on the thunderdome cheering really loud 
There's a lot of stuff that Otis used to do that he doesn't do anymore. And you know what? He was way more fun back when he did that stuff that he doesn't do anymore. Because he was different. I don't need everybody to work the same. I don't need Keith Lee to work like Kurgan or whoever big guy you're thinking of. Everybody's got different strengths. Everybody's got different weaknesses. If Keith Lee can't throw a great punch, then maybe he shouldn't be throwing punches. Why are we trying to teach him how to punch or whatever it is that you don't like about Keith Lee? I don't even have that big of a problem with it. And I can actually kind of say, in some ways, as much as people are upset about this, I mean, in some ways you should probably be happy because the fact that they want him to train, it means that they actually want to do something with the guy, but they don't like what he's doing right now in that position. I was ranting about Billy Kay and how they're not sending Billy Kay back to learn how to work, but you know what? They ain't going to do anything with Billy Kay. They're barely doing anything with her now. So that's the big difference right here. Clearly they want to do something with Omos. They want to do something with Keith Lee. They want to do something with Otis. But they don't work the way that they want them to work, and so now it's time for them to learn how to work that way. My problem is that shouldn't be a necessity. You should let everyone be different and do different things. I'm positive that Keith Lee could do something approaching a traditional Keith Lee match and not kill everybody in WWE. He doesn't need to do a crazy dive and squish everybody. There's stuff that he can do that will get over, but he's never, not one time, have you seen more than like one or two spots in a Keith Lee match that was something that he used to do to get over, and now it's like, that's your limit. Mr. Limitless, your limit is two things that will get you over. Now we got to teach you how to do the traditional stuff. You're a babyface. you got to sell, sell, fight, uh, duh. whatever. That's my speech. Whatever. It's their company. They can do what they want. Be happy at least they seem to want to do something with the guy, even if they think that what he does sucks. It probably does suck. If I had to go to WWE and work their style, I'd probably suck too. More. Go ahead, Mike. Well, I guess we'll just throw in the other names there along with those three that you mentioned for those who didn't hear, but Daba Kato and Dio Madden are supposedly part of that unit as well too. All large men. Now, my question is, Dio Madden has been in the system for how long now? Dude, like seven years or something. Former NFL player, at the very least, a former college football player. Uh, been around a long time now. He, you haven't trained him up to. I, I just, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens, and maybe this is a good thing, like you, like you mentioned, in, in some ways, because one, a guy like Keith Lee or Otis won't be ripped apart on TV, but also because Vince likes big guys, and we got the Royal Rumble coming up, and. You know, it may be, you know, Night of the Living Dead with the monsters or something like that with Vince, if that's what he's deciding to do, if he's looking at ratings or thinking that he has a plan where he's going to have all these monsters in there. But we'll see. You know, we'll see how this thing goes. I'm not – it just kind of blew me away because with Keith Lee, like I don't want the guy flying around like he was on the indies, like he was in matches with Dijak, but those are two great examples of – why are you limiting these guys? You know, why Dijak was always a, a solid promo. You know, he's got a, a marketable look. He's not a, a hideously ugly guy or anything where you need to cover him up, but you had this idea for retribution. And, you know, God forbid you're going to cram this thing through, even though it's not helping him at all. 
Keith Lee, same thing. You take things away from him. You don't give him big victories. You don't feature him as something special. And then you're wondering why it's not working. Well, I, I, I think the answer is pretty obvious, but we'll have to see how it goes here and what they decide to do. Um, you know, almost in Dabakato. Again, both those guys have been there for a little while, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, those are big men who were never going to fly around. So what are they supposed to be learning right now? What are they supposed to be doing? I mean, why was Dabakato a draft pick if you had no idea what you were going to do with him? Why was he, you know, it just, there's a lot that happens there that I just kind of shrug and shake my head at. And again, like you mentioned, it's not my company. I want to mention very quickly, the winner of the Super J Cup, El Fantasmo versus... He beat ACH in the finals of the tournament. He had not wrestled a match since March. So this was his first time in the ring since March. He had three matches in one night. And what was amazing about Phantasmo is for the first half of the opening match, he looked like he had a ring rust. And the longer he stayed in the ring, by the time the show was over, he looked like he was he hadn't missed a day. I thought it was a very good performance by him all night long. I'm a big fan because you know what El Fantasmo is? He is less of a heel and more of a troll. Know what I'm saying? That's for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. a heel is someone who just does despicable things. A troll is somebody who does particularly despicable things because he knows exactly how to push your buttons. That's what Phantasmo is. Now, I'm not saying he's the only one in the world who plays a troll because there are others, but every time I see him wrestle, all I can think is, look at this troll. Who Who is El Phantasmo in the Twitch chat right here? He's got to be one of these guys, one of these Twitch jabronis, just messing with my show every day. That's what he is. He's a troll, but he's a fantastic troll. And he was fantastic in the J-Cup last night. And after winning for the second year in a row, after not working since March, you should a challenge to Hiromu for the Tokyo Dome. Hiromu, of course, won the best of the Super Juniors. So basically, it's going to be the winner of the best of the Super Juniors versus the two-time repeating J-Cup winner in the first night of the Tokyo Dome, January 4th. And the winner likely will get the IWGP title shot on night two. So boom! There you go. Not Absolutely easy. And you're going to have, he has a large number of generational rivals. I mean, for his, I put him, people get on me, Jay White, Osprey. I've always been more of a Jay White fan. With, with uh, ELP, it's the same thing. Because on this side, there's Robbie Eagles. And I really like Robbie Eagles a lot. And Robbie Eagles, I think, is a natural baby face. Phantasmo, obviously, a natural heel. And you have two foreigners where if they're going to stick around with New Japan, with all of the other talent that they have, even if Hiromu is to move up during the year, you have Sho and when Yo, when he comes back, there's just they are they are in a good position. And then you saw guys like Blake Christian and, and guys like that during the J Cup that you know, things look to be pretty good. Now, God knows if any of these guys get signed away, you know, if ACH makes a deal with someone or Christian makes a deal with someone. But that junior heavyweight division, once Hiromu does leave, or even if Hiromu decides to stick around, is incredibly loaded up. And as you mentioned, Phantasmo uh, and Osprey should probably get together with that group because Okarn's got a little bit of a ways to work his way up. And there's obviously Jeff Cobbs right there. He would be a fine addition to that group.
After coming back from the break, Mike's going to talk about the top two matches from the Triple Mania show, which is up for free on YouTube. Been told you should check them out. It's coming up next, Wrestling Observer Live. Are you looking for great sports memorabilia with the fastest shipping in the industry? Check out auctionofchampions.com. The fastest growing sports memorabilia auction house in the country, Auction of Champions has a huge variety of PSA 10 graded rookie cards, the largest selection of Fanatics licensed jerseys, and the best customer service in the business. With all items authenticated by third-party companies like JSA and Beckett, you'll love Auction of Champions. Check out auctionofchampions.com. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Elver is here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Before we go to the Triple Media Report, this person here says, How did Kevin Knight, the newest L.A. Dojo recruit, do? 
Well, have you ever seen a brand new young lion? They're green, but man, they're better than you expected them to be. He did totally fine. I think it was his first match, and you could tell at points like he was super excited. I shouldn't say his first match of all time ever, but I mean, he was excited to be out there, and you could see his excitement. And he mostly sold, but they actually gave him... Kenta was in there, and Kevin Knight gets a blind tag right near the end of the match. I thought, bad move, buddy. Now you're dead. But in fact, he got in, and they let him do a comeback on Kenta. And he threw the sweetest high drop kick. Just blasted this guy. And he had this nice comeback, and they gave him some spots against Kenta. And then, of course, ultimately he was killed. He was submitted by Kenta with the Young Lions Crab. I didn't review the match last night, but I really enjoyed that match. So, there you go. Tell us about these top two Triple Mania matches. Mike? They were they were both wild affairs. One was a wild affair in... Uh, more of a wrestling sense in that Kenny Omega and um, uh, Laredo Kid was, hey, if you like the Moxley matches, great. But I, this was Kenny Omega. This was his, I don't know if it was his best match this year, but it blew away that Moxley match. I got to say that. Uh, some of the things that I dislike about Kenny Omega, or not even dislike about Kenny Omega, but I don't prefer him to guys like an Okada or a Tanahashi. Some of the, the frenetic pace and, and some of the things that he does, those things that I, I kind of shrug at a little bit when it comes to my favorites, when I watch him in a lucha ring, he just enhances it. He was fantastic last night. Laredo Kid was the perfect opponent for him. And I know that there were some people before the show that knew Kenny Omega wasn't going to lose. But if, if you were going to lose someone to someone, Laredo Kid would be that guy. I can believe it. Uh, he and Omega worked fantastically together. Uh, Laredo Kid went after Omega's knee, which was kind of the story of the match, and did a great job just constantly staying on it. He had a 450 that I swear looked like I thought, you know, the way the camera angle was that he actually landed very, very hard on it. That wasn't the case. But, I mean, they did a great job giving you some hope that Laredo Kid was going to beat this dastardly Kenny Omega who would hit moves and climb over to the cameraman and start talking trash. At one point, he went over and assaulted Vikingo who is uh, Laredo Kid's second for the match, and looks like they're going to set up a match between uh, Vikingo and, and Kenny Omega. So it, they actually have something that comes out of this too, but just a spectacular match that ended with Kenny Omega hitting a uh, one-winged angel off the second turnbuckle. And it was just a spectacular-looking move, the match of the night, just tremendous, absolutely tremendous. And from what I heard about the, the New Japan show, even though there was some really good stuff there, from what it sounds like, it doesn't even compare to this. Absolutely outstanding. And then the main event was a different kind of crazy because it was Pagano and Chessman in a hair versus hair match. And I'm never going to, to say that I'm a, a lucha expert or anything like that, but I know these two guys were going to batter each other. On Twitter, I put, I would have loved to seen this match in the Zona 23 junkyard. I said that as the match began. 
they actually ended up doing a junkyard spot at the end that ended up uh, off the top of a stage into a truck uh, where Pagano got the victory, not because Chessman was pinned, but because the referee had waved it off. But they did some of the most ridiculous spots, and I'm not saying that it was smart, I'm not saying that it was safe, but Chessman at one point did a dive over the ropes onto there were chairs wrapped around about four or five chairs and he goes up and he comes down headfirst onto the chairs now you're thinking oh my god that man could have broken his neck this was insane at one point pagano does a dive over the ropes onto a small metal step ladder which was lined up against the the uh the security uh ringside uh, at, at ringside right there and just smashes through it and that's what they did it was one thing after another where they were killing each other and that's how they promoted it that's what everybody wanted out of this match were these two going at it in this blood feud and they got it they literally threw everything they could at each other and they threw themselves through everything including a spot through a table at one point that i thought was going to break both of their necks but Two incredibly wild matches, just one in a more traditional sense, the other in a crazy sense, but it's what people wanted. That's what they wanted coming into it. That's what they wanted out of that main event, not only the fans, but the promotions and the wrestlers themselves, and uh, according to Cubs fans, so... They got their money's worth that way, and as far as a more traditional match, Kenny Omega and, and like I said, Laredo Kid, I'm not doing it any justice right now. I don't know if it's still up on their Facebook or not, but on AAA's YouTube channel, they were having the replays, and I strongly suggest everybody check that match out because I don't know if it's one of the matches of the year, but it was an incredibly impressive performance by Kenny Omega and Laredo Kid. Yeah, there Mike Sempervivi here makes a very good point, and this Ooh. is regards to, of all things, SmackDown, do you know that for the past three weeks, every single Raw and SmackDown main event has ended in either a DQ or a no contest? What does that remind you of? Oh, Monday Nitro, when they were in a free fall, the last seven main roster main events. The last time there was a pinfall in a main event on Raw or SmackDown, it was November 23rd. AJ Styles beat Randy Orton with interference from The Fiend. It wasn't even clean. So you can say whatever you want about NXT. At least we get clean, satisfying finishes in the main events like we did with Ember Moon and Raquel Gonzalez this week. It just seems like it's from another era. There's so many clean finishes all over the world. There hasn't been a non-clean finish in AEW. I can't remember the last time. They've done like two. They did it one DQ in a, what was it, Iron Man match? They did a couple of draws, and that's it. Not one clean finish in seven main events. This person says, El Fantasmo is disgustingly amazing. He is the most despicable heel in all of wrestling. More than Jay White. More than MJF. He is the most filthy and disgusting piece of crap that wrestles for a major wrestling company right now. Spinning on the golden jacket, breaking the trophy, the punch to the ding-dong. 
Actually, there was one faux pas on the show, which was he comes out for his match, and they put the thing on the screen that says, we do not have the rights to this music, like they do in New Japan when they don't have the rights. So the announcers explain he sang his own music. He's trying to extort us to pay him for his own theme. So that's like the gimmick for the opening round. He comes out for the second round. It's the same deal. Comes out for the third round. It's muted. But then when he won the tournament, they played his music. So apparently somebody put a lot of money into it during the uh, that main event there. It was a big bet backstage, and some of his supporters uh, won the bet. So they quickly rushed to put his music on and celebrate a champion. This person says, sending Keith Lee to the PC to teach him how to wrestle, it's like sending Michael Jackson to dance school so he can learn how to moonwalk. No, what it would be is if he did the moonwalk, and he was told that that's not how you dance, so we've got to teach you the foxtrot. That's what we're talking about here. Or it could be like you sign a guy, you know, because he's a great tap dancer, and then you say you're, you want him to to dance the foxtrot. I mean, look at yourself with some of the people that they've signed. I mean, going back to, I mean, just look at Mystico when Mystico was signed. Now, granted, he had other issues that you know we saw develop as far as attitude or whatever, but. You sign a guy like that, and then you decide not to utilize him, or you don't like the way he worked. Ricochet, same way. Chad Gable, same way. I mean, there are so many examples of this where it's like, what did you hire these guys for in the first place then, if if this is what it was going to be? Or why did you call them up? I mean, it's just... I don't know. It just it makes you scratch your head. But, you know, I again, this this is not the end for Keith Lee. I certainly wouldn't believe. And I know people are really upset about this, but hopefully it works out to be a a plus on the other side. One can hope. This person here says, I know everybody is mad about Vince telling Keith Lee to go and learn how to work and deservedly so. But what about Otis? Him being on that list is equally baffling. He's a legitimate former collegiate wrestler. Yeah, that's the funny part, too, about all that is you got a guy with that kind of balance and that kind of strength. I mean, he's not just some fat guy like Bastion Booger. He's an incredibly strong guy, and you can't figure out a way to play that into his character and make it work. I mean, I just, they make things too difficult because, again, they want to shake up the snow globe. One guy does and sees people in his vision, in his vision alone, and unfortunately, his vision is obviously not the vision of the people that continue to watch these shows, possibly unless you're around his age. All these people talk about the Foxtrot. Geeks want to know how I know about the Foxtrot? Because when I was young, I believe it was Granny, actually. Might not have been Granny, but one of my old relatives had a... They had one of those uh, electric pianos or whatever. And you know what I'm talking about? Player piano? Whatever. But anyway, they had all of these different settings where you could click a button and it would do like a certain beat or whatever, and then you played the piano to it. And one of them was Foxtrot. That's how I know about it. No rumba? I never... That might have been in there, too. There were a bunch of them. person says, They went from an arena to a baseball stadium and did not change one thing about the Thunderdome or their presentation. Cla I told you that, everybody. So what? I will say they, they did say that they were a different spot. But it looked exactly the same. Didn't have to be different. That doesn't have to be different. Come on, guys. Dude, may as well be. You're moving to a new building. you got to rebuild everything. Make something different. That's one of the cool yeah. things about Daly's Place. 
They couldn't yeah, run but, in just some random building everywhere. But it's the same thing at Daly's Place. It's pretty much the same thing there, too. I see. That was ELP's old music, so they played it by default. That's what ah. happened. His new music, he is not. they've not paid him for the rights to his new music yet. <laughs> Maybe Keith Lee should have held them up when they wouldn't play his music. This person says, on the indies, if Keith Lee was doing 100% of what he can do, on NXT, let's say he had 70 to 80% of that. On the main roster, he started with 10, and I'm being jealous, or generous. Now with Vince apparently throwing a fit, are we going to see 0% of the old Keith Lee? Is he going to be working those extended bear hugs and rest holds? No, what they're going to do is they're going to teach him how to sell more. He's got to sell. Sell. That's what baby faces do. They sell. They're going to teach him to sell. And they'll probably try and teach him how to throw punches. Think of, like, Great Collie. What did he do? They're going to make him do all that. Maybe he'll be allowed one, one high spot he can do in every match, but... Certainly what, cannot the one, do too the much. one dive that everybody else does. Now I probably right. can't do a dive because that one time he didn't make it all the way over and he hit his head. They'll probably say no more dives, bro. But you can do the running high cross. Back in a moment, if you're alive. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. 
Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118-800-493-6118-800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Come on, come on. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Glad I'm not the only one. Sasha, this person says, a total idiot babyface getting herself DQ'd, then completely ignoring her rival. Carmella, every other cliched heel female I ever saw in WWE, both in the main event of SmackDown. How could anyone tolerate this garbage? Now we are getting the dreaded rematch at TLC, so they basically wasted our time on Friday. Will you stop it? You guys just I stop felt it. like I'm... my time was wasted, that's for sure. You're doing it right now. You're wasting all of our time. This may be cathartic for you, but don't bring the rest of us down with all this SmackDown nonsense. At least let me shoehorn into this Figueredo Moreno UFC fight last night. If you're a boxing fan, uh, let me tell you something. There have been not many boxing matches under 125 pounds that have been this awesome. You know, Ayala and Tapia and Carbajal and, and Gonzalez. There, there's been a handful. But if you like boxing, this was your MMA fight. And if you like MMA, this was your MMA fight. If you get a chance, watch that main event of that show last night. It was excellent. Well, everybody, tomorrow we shall be back with a lot to talk about. Not to the least of which is Raw. And actually, I, I, I do want to say one good thing about WWE here. I should have said it earlier, but I just remembered right now. What? Astoundingly, we have multiple matches already announced for NXT. Three, right? I, I couldn't even believe I I heard two, and then somebody texted me and said there's already three. No, four. Wow. It's like four. One of them there isn't actually the match. It's just carrying cross returns to action. Well, but that counts as a match. Yeah. So they've already announced four things for NXT on Wednesday. I should have done a tweet about it. That's literally shocking. So maybe things are turning around a little bit in terms of at least telling me what's going to be on the damn show. You want me to plug your show? You got to tell me what's on it. That's it. And not just me, anybody who's interested in the show. Yeah, so you forget about you, the fans, your fans, your 650,000 people. Maybe you can build on it. We're out of time, everybody. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners. Producer Rob's coming up next, twitch.tv slash F4W video. He's going to eat something disgusting. Go watch it. <laughs> Talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.